All right, guys, welcome in to week 10. We are in double digits here in the NFL season. Week 10 of the Moneyline Podcast. I'm Gabe Myers, back with you again this week. And losing week last week, two and three. I think the Bucks let me down. The Bucks let a lot of people down last week. Uh, that was not fun from that perspective. Uh, but we're going to get back on track this week. We're one game under 500 on the year, 21, 22, and 2. We're going to get back on track this week. I feel really good, really good about these picks. Uh, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive right in here. Moneyline, week 10. First pick of the week. I'm going back to it. Love Tampa Bay, minus 6 at Carolina. Now, good teams bounce back after bad losses. Tampa Bay is a really good team. They showed that throughout the year. Saints jumped on them, got them early. Every good team has a bad game at some point during the season. That was obviously Tampa Bay's bad game last Sunday night against New Orleans. New Orleans is a really good team. Uh, Carolina, they've lost three in a row. This team is not, uh, or four in a row actually. This team is not looking very good. Uh, Antonio Brown in there for Tampa Bay. Last week was his first game. I think working A-B into the offense against the top 10 defense is not particularly ideal. Now, the Carolina defense is much worse. I think it's going to be a better situation for Antonio Brown to get going. Also, I imagine Tampa Bay will run the ball more than four times. Uh, I want to look back at Tom Brady here in his career. The two worst losses of his career, 2014, the Kansas City Chiefs game on Monday Night Football when they lost 41-14. to uh, I don't know if you remember, that was when Trent Dilfer was on uh, after the game saying, the Patriots are not a good team anymore. Then they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. But the very next week, after losing 41-14, uh, they beat an undefeated Cincinnati Bengals 43-17 to the following week. Then go back to 2003, the worst loss of his career before last Sunday. Lost 31 to nothing on opening day to the Buffalo Bills. Come back next week, 31-10 win over Green Bay. Not just winning, winning emphatically. Now let's go and look back at Brady's uh, games after two losses this season. Uh, 31, after the week one loss of the Saints, they came back and beat this Carolina team 31-17. to A Carolina team that had Christian McCaffrey, let me add, beat them by two touchdowns. That was before this offense really got rolling. And then, after losing to the Bears in a close game on Thursday Night Football, come back the next week, beat an undefeated Packers team 38-10. to I think Brady and the Bucks bounced back in a big way this week. This defense is much better than it showed last week. This offense is much better than it showed last week. Give me Tampa 34-23, bouncing back with an emphatic win over the Carolina Panthers. All right, now moving on to my second game of the week. I think this is my favorite game of the weekend. This is a game I'm most looking forward to this weekend. L.A. Rams, Seattle Seahawks. Never like to go against Russell Wilson, but give me the Rams here minus one and a half. Why is this? Like I said, I love Russell Wilson. Seattle can't defend the passing game, and they don't get a pass rush. Jared Goff is a great. He's a great thrower of the football he's a great passer when he has a clean pocket he will have a lot of clean pockets in this game the Rams are going to expose Seattle's inability to get a pass rush or just defend the pass in any way shape or form 
And the Rams with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, new defensive coordinator uh, Brandon Staley, the Rams quietly have a top 10 defense in the NFL. They're not going to shut down Russell Wilson in the offense. No one can shut down the Seattle offense. But they're going to be able to make him uncomfortable in spots, at least slow down to some extent the offense of the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson and co. And in games where McVay has extra time to prep in his uh, in his career with the Rams, uh, op- se- uh, season openers and after a bye week uh, or playoff or you know the playoff bye as well. I'm counting the playoff bye here as well. Six and one in his career straight up. Five and two against the spread. McVay is a really good coach with extra time to prepare. Remember, last time Rams were on the field, it was that Dolphins game where they outgained the Dolphins by almost 300 yards but lost by double digits because of turnovers. Rams are chomping at the bit to get back out there. And without Chris Carson, without Carlos Hyde, Russell Wilson has, as he's had to do too much. And what has it led to the last few weeks? He's turning the ball over more. It's because he's being asked to do so much in that offense. He's taking more chances, leading to more turnovers. Can't turn it over against a team that's going to score just about every time they touch the ball in the Rams going against that Seattle defense. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think this is the best game of the weekend. I like the Rams to win and cover 38-34. That Seattle defense is just atrocious. Now, before we get into my favorite pick of the week, I want to ask you guys, are you a coffee addict like myself? Well, if you are, let me introduce you to Prison City Coffee. Prison City Coffee uses high-quality coffee beans to make sure your cup of joe gets your day started off on the right foot. Check out Prison City Coffee on Facebook and Instagram to order your first bag. And use a promo code RIDEON, that's right, RIDEON, at checkout to get $2 off your first order. Alright, as promised here, my favorite pick of the week. I can't believe I'm saying it. I love, love the New York Giants plus four against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Now, I know I've been hard on the Giants on this podcast and on the Right on Sports podcast. But Joe Judge's team has gotten better every week. I've watched a lot of Giants football. They are getting better. You saw them. They beat Washington last weekend. Two week, uh, week before that, they played Tampa Bay really, really close. They're losing close games. They played the Rams really close earlier this year. And the Eagles have underperformed pretty much in every game this season. The Eagles have underperformed. This is not a good football team. The Giants have overperformed, especially in recent weeks. Give me the overperforming team over the underperforming team. And Wentz is a turnover machine this year. He leads the NFL in turnovers. It's not close. Throwing up the ball recklessly, handling the ball recklessly, leading to uh, leading to some fumbles as well. The Giants are taking better care of the ball. Last week, Daniel Jones had just a second game of his career where he didn't turn the ball over. Joe Judge, and I'll give Jason Garrett even some credit here. They're teaching uh, Daniel Jones to take care of the football. Um, And per football outsiders, the Giants are actually a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants are 25th best team in the league per football outsiders. Philadelphia 28th. Um... This is not a four-point spread. And remember that game a few weeks ago on Thursday Night Football that the Eagles won over the Giants? It took a drop pass from Evan Ingram. It took Jan- Daniel Jones tripping on a ghost on his way into the end zone. A lot of things had to go Philly's way. Give me the Giants. Upset special here. Giants beat the Eagles 21-20, to covering the four points. All right, now on to my fourth pick of the week. 
really like the New Orleans Saints minus nine and a half against San Francisco. I'll tell you what, uh, this game reminds me. I don't know how uh, if you guys remember this game, but this game reminds me of 2018 when the Saints played the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles had a bunch of injuries and they were down, and it was actually Week 10 in that year too, and the Saints won 48 to seven. Now I'm not sure the Saints gonna end 48 to seven, but this feels like a like a blowout is on this feels like a blowout coming up this week i think the saints i mean i don't think they did the saints did make a statement last week they're gonna look to do the same against the defending nfc champion 49ers who remember last year the 49ers won that wild game in new orleans kittle making the ridiculous uh play there at the end to set him up for the field goal um, I think the Saints are going to be locked in this week trying to avenge last year's loss. Emmanuel Sanders, former 49er, he came out and said he can't wait, he can't wait to kick San Francisco's ass. I think the Saints are locked in this week. They want to, you know, they want to send another message against the defending NFC champions, even though they, they are without quite a few players. And interesting thing here, the Saints are the only team in the NFL, only team to be top 10 in the league in all three phases Offense, defense, and special teams per football outsiders. Drew Brees has that offense humming. Now they got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back. They do have some weapons to go along with Alvin Kamara, who I think should be a serious MVP candidate at this point in the season. Uh, The defense, they got Marcus Davenport back, and Cam Jordan came alive last week. If he keeps playing like that, that uh, that defense is going to be really, really good. Marshawn Lattimore, he, he's kind of hot and cold, but when he turns it on, he's one of the best corners in the league. Demario Davis is an all-pro linebacker. Um, and special teams, Will Lutz is one of the best, most accurate kickers in the NFL. I mean, this is a really well-rounded team, and Sean Payton's one of, you know, he's a top-five coach in the NFL. Um, and I think... Uh, Man, especially in games where the Saints have a little bit of revenge factor, Sean Payton likes to run up the score. The Saints don't—they uh, don't sit on the ball. They don't kill the clock. They want to—they want to run that score up. Don't be surprised if that happens this weekend against San Francisco. Blowout alert here. I'm gonna say Saints 41 to 17. I don't think this game. Uh, maybe Kyle Shanahan has a good game plan and Nick Mullins is decent on the script to start. But I like the Saints in a blowout here over the 49ers. All right now. Down to my final public pick of the week, Minnesota Vikings, minus three against Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. Now, why do I like Minnesota here? They have a losing record. They're a favorite on the road against a team with a winning record. Why do I like Minnesota? Chicago can't score. The Bears can't put points on the board. That's a problem. And the Vikings defense, they were getting lit up early in the year. They're starting to round in the form a little bit. They're starting to play better. Mike Zimmer is coaching these young guys up, and they're starting to look better on the defensive side of the ball. And if one of these teams in the NFC West, whether it's the Rams, the Seahawks, or the Cardinals, if one of these teams starts to fall a little bit, the Vikings might be a dark horse playoff team. Watch out for that, especially if they get the win this weekend, which I think they will. And I just talked about Alvin Kamara being an uh, MVP candidate. Watch out for Dalvin Cook. He has been the best running back in the league for the last month. Dalvin Cook deserves some MVP love here. He is he is the engine 
behind that Vikings offense, which is quietly a top 10 offense per football outsiders. Kirk Cousins, you know, a lot of people rag on him for what he's making, but he's a solid quarterback. I mean, you can, they were a playoff team. They were a good team with them last year. You can be a good team with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. I'm not saying he's elite by any stretch, but he's a good, solid quarterback. Definitely better. I mean, what? The Chicago Bears would kill for Kirk Cousins to be their quarterback with what they have back there right now. And uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen on the outside, Dalvin Cook obviously in the backfield, an offensive line that's playing pretty well. Vikings, per football outsiders, a, t- per football outsiders, a top 10 offense. And I think the eye test shows they're a top 10 offense the way they can run the ball and their wide receivers they have. And I just think the Bears are falling apart. Uh, Nick Foles has proved that he's not an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they're falling apart. The defense is on the field consistently. They've lost, uh, three games in a row, about to be four games in a row. They're falling out of the playoff race. I imagine Matt Nagy's going to face some heat as he loses job at the end of this year. He's an offensive guy, uh, and the bears can't score on offense. I like Minnesota's momentum to continue this week, 23, 17 on Monday night football. Get, I think Dalvin cook gets two more touchdowns this Monday night. All right, now moving on. Been doing this the last few weeks. A podcast-only pick. I will not publish this on the Twitter. Uh, you have to listen to the whole podcast, and you get this pick. Love this pick this week. Almost put it. The only reason I didn't put it in uh, with the others was because the line has moved so much. Uh, it started off, uh, it's Arizona-Buffalo. I like Arizona minus two and a half. Uh, it started off, it was minus one. Just, you know, 36 hours ago, Arizona's moved all the way up two and a half. A lot of money coming in on the Cardinals, especially under a field goal. I still like this a lot. Uh, The Buffalo defense, I know they played their best game of the year last week against Seattle, but they still allowed 34 points. And a lot of that, Russell Wilson was, you know, he was having to force throws in there to try to make plays because his defense couldn't hold up. Um I, that's not going to – Kyler Murray and the Arizona offense, I think they're going to be a, a little bit better this week. And Josh Allen, he struggles when teams play zone coverage. They highlight this on just about every Bills game. When teams play man-to-man against the Bills, Josh Allen is tearing it up because he's got Stephon Diggs and John Brown, Cole Beasley, guys who can get open. But when teams play zone, Josh Allen having to identify the coverage, make reads, make the correct throw on time and on target, he struggles with that. Arizona, they play a lot of zone coverage. Vance Joseph, he likes to mix it up quite a bit there on defense. And Kyler, and you saw this last week in a Miami game, if you watch it, he's unstoppable. I mean, the way he can the way he can move, the way he can throw, he's so talented. He might, he's one of the best pure athletes just in all of sports right now. He deserves MVP love, and he's starting to get it from the national media. Kyler really is unstoppable, and this Buffalo defense has not been good this year. And like I said, Buffalo, they can't defend the passing game. They're not going to make Kyler Murray uncomfortable. They're gonna, I mean, they're going to have to blitz him. It's not like these blitzers can catch up to Kyler Murray. He can just run away from anybody, and he can make every throw there is. Watch for DeAndre Hopkins have a big week this week. I like Arizona in a high-scoring game to win 34-30. to I don't think either defense is all that good, but I think Arizona is going to be able to make Josh Allen uncomfortable for stretches. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals will ever, or the Buffalo Bills will ever make Kyler Murray uncomfortable. Well, those are my picks for this week. Let's have a winning week this weekend, guys. Uh, let's, uh, let's have a great time watching football on Sunday. We'll see you back here next week. Let's win some money. All right. We'll see you later.